Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. Oh my gosh. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Jay Schaefer. What, you didn't like that intro, Chase? No, that was amazing. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like caught off guard. You always you always bring the music down whenever I'm about to talk, and it's just like no, silence. It's like, <laughs> my name's Jay Schaefer. It's so boring. You know, Honestly, Hunter Harrison. That track just shut out. I didn't, oh I didn't gosh, sure. make it quiet. He didn't do you dirty that time. Yeah. Just every other time. So Chase went to the same scripture as me. He stole it. Stole yeah. the idea. Oh, is this where you got the idea from? I've actually always been kind of curious about it, but actually, no. I, I straight up had, uh, I just kind of thought about that this, today, this What week. led you to this passage, the Google? The no, Google? I just knew it was in the Bible somewhere. No. So I go on, so I always go in the Bible app, <laughs> and I hit discover. He just racked his brain and, and just found it. People are kind of like, no joke, I'll be talking to somebody, and they're like, like yeah this and that and i'm like i don't know about that i think there's a passage in the bible that talks about that yeah. and so i go to discover and i'm like da, 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 and i type in my point and then it always brings up the passage i'm like it yep. actually says in prop and they're like how'd you do that and i'm like i promise you it's the bible app it, uh it, it's pretty cool it's just called read your bible yeah but i've been getting better at that where it's like like people ask me something yeah. and i'm just like I think that's in Romans seven, or I believe that's in mm-hmm. Romans one. So believe it or Ephesians not, two, um, like I, I know the getting there. Yeah, it's just it's just familiarizing yourself as you read it more. Yep. Um, actually, believe it or not, in God's providence, I've been doing the five Psalms and one proverb every day. That goes with the date, right? So like on the first day of each month, you read first day of- you read Psalm one, Psalm thirty one, Psalm sixty one, Psalm ninety one, and Psalm um, I believe one eleven one hundred one. I can't remember. I feel like it'd be 101. Or 101. I don't think it is 101. Maybe 121, and then Proverbs 1. Then the next day, Psalm 2, 32, 62, 92, Jeez. You know, 122, and Proverbs 2. And mm. so like I've been doing that each day. Well, today is the 21st, and so I read Psalm 51. No way. And I was like, perfect. In God's providence, <laughs> yeah, here we go. That's so cool. Which I always love this psalm anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had underlined... Yep. A lot of it, just because of David's, rep- I think it's one of the most beautiful depictions in all of Scripture of repentance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it looks like to truly repent. Okay, but actually, before we talk about repentance in Psalm fifty-one and dive in and confuse everybody, let's talk about the topic. So, Chase, yep, what did you bring us this? Here week? Here you go. It's your moment of truth for each week. Right. What is the topic at hand? All right. So, I felt like the bonus question would be this week is. Who do we affect when 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 we sin? So I I felt like most of the time, whenever people whenever people sin, they're just like, ah oh, man, you know what? I I, I whenever I sin, I I, I don't want to sin, or I don't want to do something such as like lie, cheat, steal, or something like that because of who it will hurt. Mm-hmm. They'll think about it, they'll be like, well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to my wife because she'd be upset at me. You know, I, I don't right. want to sin against my wife because. It w- it would hurt her feelings, or right. I'm I'm going to refrain from sinning. Think about the immediate because of the consequences, the immediate uh, consequence. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so they never take into account that you're literally hurting God, that right. you're, you're the person that you are affecting, the person that if you sin, is not as much that person, but you're mm-hmm. more importantly affecting or hurting or going against God. Correct. Yeah. So, so I, who who do we sin against? Or who is most affected by our yeah. sin? Is people even affected whenever we do sin? You know, like when well they are affected whenever we sin, 
But what's the main problem here with sinning? What's the root of it? Is it because it would affect other people? Is it a combination? Right. Well, it should be because it we're sinning against God. Exactly. But I and, think it's... And actually, the, based on the question you asked, the answer is different. Mm-hmm. Right? So who are we sinning against, obviously? God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, if you were to say who is most affected by our sin... I would say it would be God as well. How? Most affected? What do you mean by affected, I guess? How how would God be affected? He's he'd in, be the most angry. He would be the most... He'd be perfectly angry at the sin that was just committed. He right. knows every person. He Right, he would have righteous anger. Yes. And that, but God is immutable, so he doesn't really change, so he's not really affected in any way that brings so change. So you're saying like who does this like So like in yes, a negative sin life. in and of itself goes against God. That's it, what sin exactly. is. Exactly. In at the bottom of uh, I mean at the end of the day, right, foundationally, mm-hmm. sin is rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um cosmic treason. A, a, a you know term coined by R.C. Sproul um, that sin is just rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. However, sin drastically affects us. Mm-hmm. I think even more so than you would say it affects others, the people around us. It most certainly yeah. does affect the people around us, but it affects us mm-hmm. right. in a drastic way. But at the end of the day, it's rebellion against God. Well, with us, I mean, it's just it's that <clears throat> it would be a sense of quick. Falling back into the old ways, into your back in your flesh. I mean, that's what sin is. It's mm-hmm. you know you're not perfected and you have sinned against God, but then also it affects you in the way that I don't know. Just like I guess the way that it, it, it's a reminder that you're still messed up sometimes. But mm-hmm. then we it also yeah. is a reminder that we need to give our repentance and we need to give our faith and glory to God, you know? Mm-hmm. But I didn't even think about that. The way, Levi, that you just said that, I, whenever I talked about the effects of sin, I guess I mainly only thought about how under, it affects others. Yeah, how, how it affects other people, but not even myself. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I think it affects us more oftentimes than it affects the people around us. Especially, like, oh, hidden yeah. sin. Like, mm-hmm. hidden right. sin, it definitely yes. affects... Um, us a lot more because then there's just so many more things into it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's hidden, then it means that you're not repenting, mm-hmm. or you're or you're right. hiding it from other people, which means you're also trying to, in your own stupid way, maybe try to hide it from God, like maybe make not make it as big. As sure, you. sure, sure. So yeah, because there's that immediate, like I said earlier, the immediate consequence, mm-hmm. and then like same with talking about you know why maybe some people are quicker to feel bad about sin because of how it affects other people. Well, I would say that that's partially because like, you know, if I'm about to sin and I know how it's going to affect you, mm-hmm. that's immediate. I can see you. I can touch you. Yeah. God is wherever God is. So it's our human minds are not always as aware of God as they should be. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we're way Correct. more focused on what is right here in front of us, what's tangible. So I know if I start doing something right now, it's going to affect you too, and that Correct. maybe deter me from mm-hmm. doing it because well, I don't want I don't want to make Levi mad. I don't want to bother Chase. Whatever. Yeah. But the thought should be that, and be- before that, I don't want to I don't want to sin against God. Yeah. So I think that's why we think that way because it's just our human brains. You can it's, see it. It's, it's what's tangible. It's, I can see it. I can touch it. It's right here Correct. in front of me. But that's like that that comes right back to the question that 
was the initial thing was like, who do we affect whenever we sin? Like, or who, who do, who do we sin against was the main God question. ourselves. Well, others. Well, I would sometimes say sometimes all three. Yeah, it would be God. Like, there's the passage. Ultimately. I mean, we can sin against others, yes, but like ultimately sin is oh, sin sure. against God. So like, let's, let's, let's look at a great biblical example. I'll let yeah. you read the passage, but first I want to explain the setting because I think that helps out a lot. Yes. So right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to read Psalm 51. So if you've got a Bible um, or your phone, definitely turn. There. go ahead and turn there. Psalm fifty one, but but this comes from. Here, what are you talking about? I'm kidding, Jesus. This Earth. comes from a passage in first, or in Second Samuel, um, a passage in Second Samuel, something that happens in Second Samuel with David, the king. He's been a bad bad boy. He has been a bad bad boy. Bad I'm just boy. Go there with my Bible. So um, basically, boy. this would be in. Is this fifty two? What? The song is 51. Yeah. 51. Okay. So, in, so basically, in 2 Samuel 11, mm-hmm. most of you, if you've been raised in church, will be familiar with this story. Um, King David sees this woman, Bathsheba, on her roof taking a bath, um, is lusts after her, wants to have her as his wife. So he calls for her. She comes to his chambers as the king, obviously, because the king requested to see her. Um, and he ends up. Basically, at the end of the day, um, because of his sin of lust and his sin against God, he goes forth and and affects a lot of people. Yes. So he mm-hmm. he affects Bathsheba by bringing him into his home, um, having an affair with her, basically taking him to be his own wife. But he also, because she was married, murdered her her husband. Yeah, right. Had her husband take out the competition. Had her husband murdered um, Uriah the Hittite. Uriah. And so basically, you know, there's a great example. David's sin drastically affected Uriah's life. Ended it. It's, yeah, his life is over. Definitely affected. His wife was taken from him, and then he was killed. Definitely affected Bathsheba's life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it definitely affected David's life. Right? Because so Nathan, in Second Samuel 12, Nathan the prophet comes in to talk to David. Abusing. And he says, he says, there were two men. He basically uses a almost like a parable or or a fictional story to help David see his own sin. He says, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. And he brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of the morsel and drink from the cup and lie in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or herd to or uh, to prepare for the guest who had come to him, but he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Now, when David heard this story, this fictional story that, that Nathan told to him, this parable, um, David it says, David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. <laughs> and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. He had no pity on this poor man that he stole from. Right. So he deserves like to die and pay him back. David, um, and then Nathan says to David, you are the man. Kind of kind of talking about you there. You are the man, buddy. That's the whole reason I made up this story, to help you see your own sinfulness. So. And then this is what Nathan the prophet tells that David. same energy, son. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. 
And I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And so all this different stuff. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah. There's an effect of his sin. You have taken his wife to be your wife. There's the wife of, uh, or there's an effect of his sin. And have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. That's an effect, uh, uh, obviously, of his sin. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus the Lord says, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and you shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun, for you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all of Israel. And David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. So Nathan comes in, tells David this story. David's mad at this man. He's like, this man did so much evil. And then Nathan's like, you did this. And David's like, you know, and, and then he Dude, pronounces what? judgment upon him. So he says, obviously we see so many effects of David's sin. We see not only does it affect Uriah by, by killing him, mm-hmm. it affects Bathsheba by taking her away from her husband and to him. It affects um, David himself because now the Lord is, is angry with him. Yeah, has yeah. Ha, and is going to put a curse on his family to rise up the sword against him. Right. It affects his family mm-hmm. because they're part of this curse. And then later on, we see it affects his child because his child dies as a result of his sin. Mm-hmm. So his sin drastically affects his family, branching out, hit the people that were around him, the people of his kingdom, the people he led, people that were bystanders. It affected so many people. However, we see in Psalm 51... After Nathan is done there, in verse 13 of, of 2 Samuel 12, David says, I have sinned against the Lord. I mean, no. So he realized his sin. Oh, okay. Never mind. Right. I'm saying 2 Samuel 12. Okay. Down down at the bottom, um, David says, I have realized my He realizes his sin. He says, I have sinned against the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so then we see him write a psalm, psalm of confession, psalm the most beautiful, I think, piece of confession um, or confessing of sin and repentance in, in almost all of Scripture. Excuse me. Psalm 51. So um, if you want to go ahead and read that first section of Psalm 51. Okay. Uh, including the introduction, because that kind of gives the context. Uh, yep. To the choir master, a psalm of David. When Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba, have mercy, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love and according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly with my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. This is verse 4. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you would be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and sin. Did my mother conceive me? Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Yeah. So we see there exactly that in David's repentance and calling out to God, even though you could say he sinned against Bathsheba, he sinned against Uriah, he sinned against the kingdom of Israel, he sinned against his family, he sinned against himself. Ultimately, David, even in his confession, says against you and you only have I sinned. Right, because at the end of the day— And done what is evil in your sight. That's the God is the only one that we're going to be answering to. Yes. I could sin against you the whole rest of my life, but in the final day of judgment— I'm not answering to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm answering to God. So. Exactly. But if the way you sin against me is also sin against God, you'll answer for that. Well, yes. 
Yes, but, but not. But ultimately, right, right? It's sin against God. He's the judge right, of the right, living right. and the dead. Yeah. So, so David says, "I've sinned against you only." And obviously, right. all those other things, um, you could say that David sinned against Uriah. You could say David sinned against Bathsheba. But at the end of the day, all of those were outpourings or effects of his sinning against God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To start with, he sinned against God by, by and lusting after Bathsheba and going after pursuing that in his mm-hmm. flesh. And so all that other stuff was a byproduct. Right. And I mean, it, it's such a difference. It's such a difference whenever you sin. Like, if you're sinning against a human being, you know, and, and, or if you sin and it affects a human being, that's a terrible thing. But, like, I think once you understand also God's holiness. Oh, yeah. And just how how holy it is. And then on top of that, how much you hated God and then how much he, how much he like saved you from like what he saved you from mm-hmm. that is undeserving. And you still rebel. rebel and sin against him. Yeah. Like how much of a spit in the face is that? Like it, it, it almost makes the sin that you have committed or hurt another person look almost like nothing compared to oh, for sure. the immeasurable mm-hmm. amount of for sure. just sheer anger that you should be causing yeah. God because you've yeah. sinned against him. Exactly. You know, you know what exactly. I'm saying? It's just, mm-hmm. it's so, f- it, it, that's why he could say that as well. Yeah. You know? So at the end of the day, who do we sin against? We sin against God. Mm-hmm. Anything else that comes from that and effect of that is a byproduct. And, and as you say, just pales in comparison to the treason we've committed against mm-hmm. our Lord, especially if we if we are already redeemed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That we um, are just not, we take for granted the grace that he just continually gives us. Mm-hmm. So um, we hope that was beneficial to you. If you got anyth- anything to add or want to reach out to us in conversation, connect with us on at, at Average Joe Theology on Facebook um, and subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back with you next week.